What's up, y'all? It's BJ here with a new episode of Change the Subject. I think we are on episode number 34, if I'm not mistaken. So um, we're getting up in number, but I got a great conversation, and I also have a very dope guest on today's episode. You know how I struggle with trying to get guys to come out and talk because primarily um, you see a lot of women on each of my platforms, whether that be Change the Subject or um, teach me how to love you better. But in this instance, I just reached out to my dog. You know, I had to, I had to like settle for this particular way of recording because technically I was supposed to have been um, pulled up on him like a month ago. <laughs> right, you know, right. Yeah. So uh, COVID kind of interrupted a lot of my road tripping and the fellowship. But I got my dog Ralph from the Oversaturated Podcast on Change the Subject. What's going on, my guy? Oh, man, I'm good, brother. I appreciate you having me on. You know, I'm a long-time listener, so I feel good to be at the red table. I feel good to be at the red (laughs) table, bro. (laughs) No, my table ain't red, nigga. That bitch is a little shaky right now. (laughs) Yeah, man, but it's just just good, man, to, you know, finally get to, you know, get at least one half of, you know, oversaturated. I definitely want to, you know, get my guy Johnny on, too. So shout-out to John. Oh, yeah, you know, shout out he, to man. He's definitely um, one of the guys that I've always kind of wanted to, well, as a group, I wanted to get them both on the show at some point. And the plan was to really get around and, you know, kind of put a face to the voices that you listen to and, you know, really fellowship on a real level because a lot of us still don't know each other for real. You know, we talk on yeah. social media quite a bit, but... We still don't know each other, but you know, COVID came through and shut a lot of the shit down. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So we just gotta make it work how we make it work. But um for you guys that do not know Ralph, I'm gonna give him a second to kind of introduce himself, give himself his just due, and to introduce <laughs> you guys to his show as well and tell you about oversaturated and what they do as a duo. So go ahead and just give him an overview of who you are, bro. Oh, no problem, man. I appreciate you. Um, like you said, I'm Ralph. I'm one half of Oversaturated, the podcast, where we discuss music, movies, pop culture, and everything in between. We hail from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, so we're in the middle of the map. Um, we do a lot of uh, debates. Like It's a, basically kind of like a first-take type of debate. We usually take uh, niche topics and just kind of get into them. Uh, right now, I think we're in the middle of like Breaking Bad and The Wire, like that type of series. So if you like that type of stuff, blurred stuff, music, all that stuff, we get into it, bro. So like like I said, like you said, Johnny is my other half. We get into this stuff. We've been doing it for three years now. So uh, mm-hmm. oversaturate the podcast on all major streaming platforms. Definitely, definitely get in tune with what they're doing. Um, I noticed, too, that like I get a lot of lot of feedback from you know people that i know i got a couple of family members out in st louis but like okay. one of the things that seems to be legendary which i don't know how true it is is what's up with this chinese food legend like what's up with this <laughs> hey man i, I know it's <laughs> i know it's gonna sound crazy but let me talk this shit real quick i think chinese food was a, i think chinese food was invented here like it's just different <laughs> like, like it's something different about going to i'm talking about now look you might question the health rating, you know what I'm saying, but don't worry about none of that. Don't worry, don't worry about none of that. I'm telling you, it's, it's it's fire. Like it's it's legit, and it's a few spots that you can go to. But you know, you go be on the block to get it. And if you're from a real neighborhood, you know something like that wouldn't affect you. Just go in there and order. 
Oh, know, so it's you, not like so is it actually somebody Chinese that's like serving up? The oh, food? oh, oh, yeah. Like it's definitely you know our, our Asian brothers in the back cooking this food up, so you don't have to worry about that. It's oh, authentic, okay. but it definitely has like a twist that I think that it's only here. Like it feels like it's only here. Oh, okay. Like it's crazy. Like you know the rice is different. Like we got this thing called the St. Paul, which is pretty much a fried egg sandwich. I I know it sounds crazy. Just eat one. It'll change your life. <laughs> I know it's, it sounds crazy. Fried egg, like fried egg with chicken in it. Like, I'm supposed to enjoy this? Yes. Yes, you will. Just oh, eat. man. Oh, man. <laughs> so I definitely got to still, you know, pull up. Once everything clear up and we, you know, we back to normal, I'm definitely going to slide up on y'all and see what's up with this Chinese food legend, uh, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So we get ready to get into the show. And, of course, you know, when we uh, when we do these episodes, we start off with a nice breaker called Q&A. I'm going to get into a couple of questions, kind of get into the mind of Ralph and see what he would say for a lot of these random questions that come up in this particular segment. And then you also have an alternative if, in fact, you just so happen to not have an answer for one of the main questions. So you ready to get into it? Oh, man, let's go. All right. So question number one is, in the scenario of a single man, which position gets you furthest with women? The ability to have the gift of gab or the ability to smell and dress nice. Ooh, uh, man, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna speak for myself, obviously. But get the gab or smelling good. Uh, uh damn, like I, I really have to pick one or the other. Uh, yeah. I would probably say the gift of gab. Like Why I think is that I think what you say to a woman and how you use your words can get you further. Like sometimes you know you can dress. And you can smell good, but sometimes you just say something stupid. She's done. She's turned off by you. She doesn't want to have another conversation. Conversation gets you, I think, further. Okay. Okay. That's just me. Wait, okay. So number two is actually a great follow-up question to number one. Okay, okay. Number two is name three things that come to mind when you think whole-ass nigga. <laughs> whole-ass nigga. Oh, man. Um... I'm thinking the guy that, you know, I kind of just not described, like, the one that has to dress. Like, he feels like he has to dress over the top to get the attraction of a woman. I think that's one. Um, two. Uh, damn. I don't know. I want to just start describing hood dudes because I'm, I'm friends with these guys. So it's like it's like all these like all these characteristics I'm about to just say, you know, gold teeth. Like, no, nah, I don't, don't want to do that. But, uh Wow, you really have me stumped here, BJ, with that. Uh, I, de I definitely think, you know, um, now I'm in my 30s, so I think if you just, you're not straightforward with a woman, I think that's that's fuckity fuck. Like, I think you're a fuck boy. Okay. You can tell a woman, you know, really what's up, and, you know, you can be grown. If she doesn't want to go with it, you know, cool. If she does, she know what it was, you know, and, you know, that I know how that sounds, but at least she knew. Yeah, true. Um... Uh, and maybe the third one, um, just not, just not really handling responsibilities, not do, doing what you say you would do. Okay. Them is good ones. Was good yeah. Ones. All right. So number three is name four cereals that match the energy of Saturday morning cartoons as a kid. Oh man. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, Max. <laughs> I would say Honey Nut Cheerios is a good one. Um, Max. 
let's think about that. I, I'm, I'm a Frosted Flakes kind of guy because I used to be around my grandmother a lot. So, you know, Frosted Flakes is a good one for me. And okay. last one, probably like some, mm, I haven't ate some, I haven't ate cereal so long. Like, um, maybe like a, uh, like a Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries or something. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. All right, number four is, as a man, should it be cool to keep your nudes from previous relationships in your vault, knowing that no one would ever see them but you? <laughs> oh, man. Um, now, if you... Okay, I got I got two, two <laughs> answers for this, right? Now, if... Like, I'm, the, I'm speaking for me personally, and, you know... This is a long time ago because I'm happily engaged. But I'm just saying, if All right, right. if I was single and I know nobody was single, I'm going to keep them. I'm going to keep them. But in the event that I'm in a relationship, yeah, that's a little bit foul. Like, you know, like why would you have nudes of someone that you pre- previously dealt with in your phone knowing that you have a whole leg? I think, you know, I, that's where my answer goes. Yeah, the reason why I asked, it's funny how this question came up because um, one of the guys on social media that I follow, I don't know him personally, mm-hmm. but him and this girl was having this conversation and his his idea was even though he's not in a relationship with any of these women anymore, his word is still bonded to those women that sent him the pictures because he told them that nobody would ever see him. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that because look, if my word was my word, then it's not going to change. Like I'm not the type that you know. Oh, we don't fuck with each other, so I'm gonna release these to social media to spike this woman. That's right. If that's the case, that like you was a fuck boy from the beginning. Like, like right. you you entrusted me like to send me these. You know, this this part of yourself. So mm-hmm. no, I, no, that's just for my eyes and my eyes only. So with him saying that, because that was his argument, like this is for me and me only, and in the same instance of there possibly being a some type of mishap, you know, or whatever the case is where he ends up, you know, discarding the pictures or like somebody ends up getting the phone and be able to pull up an old back, like an old backup or something like he just came up with all of these reasons. As yeah. to why, you know, he just said, I just keep my privacy private. And it was weird because I definitely wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was just an interesting question to ask a guy to see what, you know, the answer would be. So I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, Number five is in a versus battle between who has the best 10 street songs, who wins mm-hmm. between Young Dolph and Yo Gotti? Ooh. Um. I'm a Gotti here, so I'll go with Gotti before I go with Dolph. Like, and I fuck with Dolph, I, but I think I know more Gotti street songs than I do, do Dolph. I could feel that because it's moments where I think it is moments where I feel like Dolph is like, like hugely underrated in terms of street rappers. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, but in the case of like knowing more songs, I definitely know more Gotti songs than Dolph too. So I say the same thing. Yeah. All right. So, um, number six is a hypothetical. Okay, your mom begins to date the father of a girl you was regularly smashing that knew no one knew about. This is the first time your mom has been in love 
since a major split decades ago and knowing what you did with this man's daughter do you tell your mother and her new dude about the inability that you two as kids can be siblings based on the relationship that you had with baby girl back in the day knowing that mom can potentially miss out on her finally finding the love of her life oh man that's a, that's a very detailed question bro uh but <laughs> I, i'll say that with just that that particular question and you know the way that my life is set up and then my mom is a single woman i would prefer my mom's happiness over that over me you know what i'm saying i think okay, i could okay. you know like find a way to function you know even if me and her had a, like a I wouldn't say a serious thing, but you know, we had a little casual situation. If that's is that the, if that's the case, oh no, you know, mom, you got that. I would just say I ain't fucking with the daughter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's it. And 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 that's the thing too. Like if I'm in a relationship, I'm over here doing my thing. That doesn't bother me. Like you know, I'm not a teenager. I guess you know, I'm grown. Okay. So it, it it's like I guess with that that particular scenario, that doesn't bother me unless I was in love with old girl. Yeah. Because I think I think for most men, it would probably affect the father more than it would your mom, in a sense. Because, yeah. I mean, of course, like, there's an emotional connection to it. But for the father, like, he not going to know how to respond to, you know, my future son-in-law, you know, smutting my daughter out. You know what I'm right. saying? It's kind of right. like awkward. Yeah. 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 So, um, for you guys listening, let me know what your answer would be to number six. Um, number seven is if you had to live with an embarrassment on social media forever, which would you pick between you online giving a weak stroke to a girl that is not your current girl or your woman doing the unthinkable on camera when what she's caught on tape doing is something she told you she doesn't do? Oh, um, I mean, of course, I would, I'll take the blend of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the weak stroke game. I'll take that one. I'll take that bro because this because at the end of the day I feel like there's a woman that'll be like oh well you can come practice with me like you know what I'm saying I feel like that somebody <laughs> let me rebound <laughs> but my ego would be so like I've told you like we, we, we talk about these things all the time the male ego is fragile so my, my, my woman doing something that like she didn't do that with me I would be so hurt bro I'd be so Oh, uh, nah. <laughs> That's just me. Like, my, my ego can take that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, as fragile as the male ego is, I think I would rather her have to thug it out online than me. Because... <laughs> <laughs> because real talk, like, my thing is, you got to live up to that criticism, not me. Like, if my struggle weak, that's still a secret. You feel me? Like, I, I you online... <laughs> You won't lie forever, my baby. So it's like, <laughs> you got to answer for that. Like, I don't have yeah. to answer for that. You know, like, you, it to me, and I don't care what women say. I really don't because they be lying when they say this. Like, if you see a, a sex tape of any kind, yeah, you might still, you know, indulge in whoever you see this, this, this yeah. I guess, this visual love, but you already go in with the expectation of it not being worth anything if you felt like the stroke was weak before you got it yeah yeah and and that's what exactly what i was going to say because i think about uh 
celebrity sex tapes and when they hit the timeline all the time people will have their criticisms of it but it's still somebody that's gonna go like regardless of if yeah. they thought that the yeah. their sex game was trash the head game was trash somebody still is like oh i'll still go though yeah but you know that's just me i'm not <laughs> i'm not cool <laughs> i'm not cool all right so that was it, man. You answered all your questions, so you got to make your way back. <laughs> yeah, man. Woo, it's getting tough, bro. <laughs> all right. So um, in this particular conversation, I wanted to talk about something that is not really commonly discussed amongst men. And um, we kind of, even as men, we kind of look at this particular guy as like a sucker, you know. Um, and part of why we look at it, that way is simply because this is the person that always get the short end of the stick, no matter what type of morals, um, no matter how good he is on paper. Like he's always the guy that end up taking the lesser of the benefits to whatever relationship circumstances that people commonly have. And I brought you through to discuss something that we don't typically discuss with women either because women are mm -hmm. too busy scolding us about when we, you know, when we do certain things and, you know, what they expect. And sometimes they even treat us the exact same way as the men do in this regard. I want to talk about the nice guy, right? And how that for the nice guy tends to suck. But um, there's also two sides to a nice guy that we don't commonly hear. We don't hear naturally how it feels to be the nice guy from a nice guy. And then what it's like to finally meet a nice guy after you have probably settled for or dealt with a long series of fuckboys. So we're going to talk about mm -hmm. from our perspectives what that's like on both sides. So mm -hmm. I know from, you know, a many a times hearing you and Johnny kind of kick it like mm -hmm. that's typically you as a character but like yeah. has it always been fruitful to be the nice guy uh, i guess it depends on what your what how you define fruitful if you define fruitful by me just smashing a whole bunch of chicks or if you define it by maybe like relationships like uh i guess it depends like you know what like where we're going with it but just saying with my experience with women throughout my lifetime i think that me being myself is always you know, carried me through, you know, my interactions with women rather than just platonic, uh, you know, kicking it or even just a full-blown romantic relationship. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, it depends, right? Like, it depends on, like, the approach, like, that you have or the, the it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of different ways you can go with it. That's just how I would answer that. Yeah, that makes sense because I didn't, I didn't even think about it from that perspective because I've been the nice guy that has got a lot of vulnerable ass before. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. Kind of like right place, right time, you know, circumstances. So in a sense, I mean, there is a little bit of fuckboy and a nice guy. Oh, exactly. Because wow, wow, you find you find a, you find a way to kind of exploit the 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 persona of the nice guy, right? You you put this you put this out there, and sometimes I think that's why like uh, Lawrence gets a lot of flack from Insecure because I see a lot of myself, and I was like, it's nothing wrong with him. He just doesn't know what he's saying. Like, but sometimes, right, right, <laughs> but right. but I think that with the nice guy, you can use it as a weapon. Like, I do agree with that. It can be a weapon. Damn. But does that come from, you know, finishing last for so long? <laughs> I would say, yeah, it definitely. Like, 
you have to think about this. A lot of our rooted traumas come from when we were children, right? The first mm-hmm. rejection you got, the first, you know, the first whatever that didn't happen, you you kind of hold that and use that as the, you know, like a sword and a shield when it comes to, you know, engaging with the, the opposite sex. So when, let's just say, I had this crush on this girl when I was in third grade, right? And she rejected uh-huh. me. So, like, I used that rejection to kind of feel like, well, what did I, you know, it's, it's a learning experience, but it's like, what did I do wrong? Or maybe I wasn't, you know, like the guy that she's, you know, up under. So I was like, damn, do I have to be like an asshole? Do I have to be an athlete? Do I have to, like, what What am I not doing right? Mm, mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That really does. So for you guys listening, I brought Ralph through to discuss something that men don't typically discuss with women because women are too busy scolding us about us when we do this one particular thing that they do just as we do. And that thing is finding yourself. Typically when you are in your single phases and sticking and moving, we are looked at as men who have yet to find a worthy purpose. And women who also have this very same process are viewed with a much lesser offense, in my opinion, when they do the exact same thing. And subsequently, it hurts us the same way with our carelessness as it tends to hurt them, but they look at it completely different. So I want to talk from the topic title of the first nice guy. Now, and the reason why we call this the first nice guy is because there are two nice guys that she meets in this process of doing her. And she doesn't know how to treat neither. It's the nice guy that she meets before she finds herself. And it's the nice guy that she meets after she has completely finished being a free agent. And um, she is rarely ready for the nice guy when she has yet to find herself. And by the time she is ready for a nice guy, she doesn't know how to treat him because he's still not what she's used to or used to dealing with. And for the nice guy that shows up, there are women we tend to meet all the time. So some way, somehow, we are going to find a way to hold women accountable for something that they do that sometimes destroy us confidently and also develop a sort of defense as men for those women who tend to show up fucked up after failing to hold herself accountable for her decisions. So... It's going to be hard, but we're going to get it done. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, personally, like, I have been on both sides of this coin. Okay. You know, um, I've been the nice guy before her time and the nice guy she thinks she is now ready for after a list of horrible decisions, mm-hmm. um, honestly, that she has yet to account for. And what I've learned is that there is a small sense of entitlement that we have, but it's based on what they say. Like, um, they will say shit like somebody's son or I Mm. just want a man that, you know, Mm. whatever follows that for the sake of conversation, but not necessarily for the particular moment that they're even in. They'll say that all day long, but it won't be for the moment that they're currently in at that Mm. very second. And that's always used to discourage me as well. At a time, it was used to discourage me as the good guy. They'll say, like, you're so nice, and I really appreciate that you listen to me and things of that nature. All of the things that they say they want in a man. I'm sorry, because you know what? I hear, I've, 
I've heard that throughout my come up, right? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I would like a man like you, bitch. I'm sitting right, like, you know, excuse me, you know, sitting right here, but you know, okay, you know, excuse me, <laughs> but but no, it, it's funny that you say that because like, it's funny when women aren't ready for a certain situation and it's okay, but when we say we're not ready. We plan. Oh, we plan. We doing this and all that. It's been plenty of times where maybe I was ready for what I thought was, you know, an imminent relationship. We're kicking in. We're going out. We're doing all this. But you're not ready to commit to me. And I wonder what that is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the guy that you want on paper, but maybe I don't check off the more the more of the toxic boxes for you. Mm, so it's toxic like... Toxic boxes. <laughs> exactly. So it's like... Well, what am I doing wrong? Because I thought we built a great, you know, a certain, you know, chemistry. But mm-hmm. when a woman is not ready for the quote unquote nice guy, they're just not ready. Yeah. And we never really see it as um, we don't take the moment to like kind of flex in our confidence because when you kind of have to relax in that uncomfortable space of rejection, mm-hmm. you don't realize that your nice guy is just not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's never really like a positive that you kind of gather from those situations. And our tests as men sometimes are things that we don't actually see. So I want to just ask you a couple of questions based on that example. Okay. How much How much of a nice guy are you truly if you can't be nice to somebody you can't have? Mm. Well, this is coming from, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be 33 in a few weeks, so. I would say like I'm I'm nice when I don't need anything from you. Like I'm just mm-hmm. you know, you know now maybe in my earlier years especially when it comes to a woman, you know, I I feel like maybe how nice should I be cuz I feel like I can get something from you. And it's not sex. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want you to feel like it's just sex. It can be something is, you know, um I don't know, maybe just a conversation while we're having in the club and I'm just the nice guy to talk to. Like sometimes I like having a conversation and leaving it right there. I don't have to have your yeah, phone number. Right, right. Like, so with that being said, I think you really, it depends on where you are, like where I'm at in life. If I really want to just use my niceness, quote unquote, as the weapon that I, that I said that it was, I really don't need anything from anybody. So I, you know, I think that's why I, you know, kind of stop my answer. At. Yeah. I feel you. Cause, um, I ask that because nowadays it's like the more I think about the nice guy process, um, a lot of it is hard for me to do, even though this is who I am at the core. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not very much different than what you hear me say every day that most of you guys listen to the show. Like this is me every day. Yeah. But um, I will admit that over the time, over time with, um, learning how to deal with rejection and learning how to yeah. accept when you're not accepted. Like those things tend to shift um, the practices of the nice guy because you will kind of get like a slight attitude or you might get like a little hint of bruised ego because yeah. I know, I know whether you admit to it or not that what I have is something you very well can benefit from. But it's yeah. just the fact that, like, I think that for us, we don't realize that some of us are just lessons within a person's experience Ooh. that will kind of <laughs> pass through. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wasn't for the, you know, the photo capture <laughs> in her memory of, 
you know, the perfect guy for her. Like, you weren't that. It was just something that you had to kind of um, show her along her way, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was you have a... to be. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, like, you have to kind of be, like, comfortable in that being your, I guess, result. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I hate that I kind of interrupted what you were saying, but because that was like a real talk third round. Right, because you <laughs> like that that is spot on because like sometimes what you bring to the table is just you know maybe a experience or stepping stone for someone else, and you can't mm-hmm. you know you just necessarily can't be you know smitten by it or hurt by it. You have to understand yeah, that because yeah, like if I start thinking about the fuckity fuck stuff, maybe I've done you know maybe I'll be okay. You know maybe my yeah, bruised ego talk. won't won't you know bother me so much. Yeah, it's my bruised ego, and I have to deal with the fact that. Maybe Shawty just played me or she didn't want to be in a relationship with me when I was ready. But how many mm-hmm. times have I told mm-hmm. someone I wasn't ready or, you know, strung somebody else along? Like, those yeah, are the things that I, I often think about. And, you know, me saying I weaponized my nice guy. That, that has helped me, you know, get to the, you know, you know, through those situations that I just described. Yeah. Um, how much is your level a nice guy connected to what you receive? Like. <sighs> And that could either be, you know, that could more so be like the past when you mm-hmm. talk about, you know, your your period of not being ready for certain things or mm-hmm. um, lack of maturity. Like how much of who you are as the nice guy is kind of connected to still wanting to know that you can be given or, you know, rewarded for something that you've probably never really got some exponential gain from like how much of it is connected to what you receive oh man um i'll say a nice it's definitely like a good 80 like it's it's a strong high number right because Mm -hmm. what the way that that sounds and it it is true um the nice guy can weaponize his niceness just the same way a toxic dude can just be toxic right Mm -hmm. if your success rate is high i can keep doing these things because they have proven to work they have mm. proven to, mm. you know, like if I'm nice and, but that's just my demeanor. I'm not nice because I feel like it works. Like that's just me by nature. And if women happen to respond to that, okay, you know, I just happen to, you know, that that's just something that works for Ralph. But if I'm on the other side of the coin with it and I'm just, you know, you know, you know, future toxic, if that's the, you know, if that's the bar that we're going for. And if right, I do right. all those things and it still works, why would I change up? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it it kind of sucks though because I think like now what we're seeing and I don't blame men for this at all. I just mm-hmm. know that this is kind of the result of mm-hmm. um, how a lot of nice guys are feeling. Um, some of the nice guys that we know now are reserving themselves for women who actually want to be in a relationship with them versus using those those character traits to kind of build up a connection because i mean we will be the nice guy that she'll fuck with while she's still attached to the useless nigga yeah you know what i'm saying like she loves him but um there's something about being treated good or being treated honestly that they realize they have an attraction to but they'll still not pick the person best suited for, you know, their, I guess their greatest comfort. Yeah. So like now when you say 
you know, men are trash or niggas ain't shit. It's just because we not fucking with you right now because you done, <laughs> you know, you done kind of like abused the, the, I guess the time lapse that we have to, yeah. you know, do our own thing. And guys is just like, look, man, we looking for the same things y'all looking for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny so, when I hear the whole men are trash narrative and, you know, Two things can be true, right? Maybe you just make a bad, you know, decision in the men that you date or, you know, be around. And some men just have, you know, a nature of being trash. But I don't think that, you know, we, we like, men as a, you know, men as a species, I, I give that women are the, the superior, right? I, I, I mm-hmm. always think that women are better, like, like they're, they're smarter, they're more fierce, like everything else. But when it comes to men and decision of the hearts, they, they they seem to be a little, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not calling women dumb because I know a lot of women listen to your show. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just think they make a lot of ill fitted, you know, decisions when it comes to men. Right, and right. now we're and now we're trash. Yeah, that, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. And, and part of it and part of it, I think, has a lot to do with with a lot of the things that they don't really communicate. Like, mm-hmm. I really do think that mm-hmm. they still look for us to be um, who they perceive us to be in their hearts. Like, yeah. in their hearts, they really want to believe that, you know, we are gods, we are kings, and mm-hmm. they really want to emphasize, like, action behind a lot of the beliefs that they have. Like, yeah. I truly believe that it's just um, a, de- a defense. It's kind of yeah. like after, you know, you've been the nice girl for so long. and. Mm. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work in your favor because you keep running into, you know, egotistical or narcissistic niggas. Mm-hmm. So it's the yeah. same principle. But um, now I think that, like, we are all kind of, like, hiding from each other because it's like, look, man, I ain't fucking with you. You ain't fucking with me. Okay, who gonna prove what to who? You know, yeah. because I done seen you, you know, of course, I don't, you know, as a guy, you know, we kind of, you know, check for social media just like women do. Yeah. You know, we seeing yeah. seeing who she communicating with on the regular. Okay, yeah, I see you talking to that fuck ass nigga <laughs> three and four days out the week. You know, yeah. we 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 doing our in, you know investigations in our Googles too. Yes, sir. So it's like now you in the corner, kind of like waiting for her to make the first move. She kind of looking at you like, "Well, you the man," but it's like, "Well, no, I know I'm the man, but I got something to lose just like you." So now we can't come together and it's all based on the first nice perspective we've gotten you know and we don't know how to handle it on both sides yeah yeah women don't they don't they don't really rock with rejection either so especially if they built up the nerve which is you know you know completely from the norm to approach men and say how they you know I think you're attractive, you know, maybe we should date or, you know, I, however you court, I, I'm in a, so I'm off the market for so long. I don't even know how to say these things. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, I, I get it. It's just, I think that people are afraid to meet each other halfway. Like even with the nice guys and the, the women that are nice women, it, it it's like, no one wants to kind of meet us in the middle. Like nobody's willing to do that anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to, the women, like, why do you think that women will latch on a leech off of the nice guy while she still has a useless nigga? Oh, man. I, balance. 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 <laughs> right? I think balance is... It, it, it provides balance. Like, um, What the fuck? <laughs> 
That's the first word that popped in my brain. Balance. Uh, yin, the yin and the yang, man. Like, it's like we all have these uh, insatiable desires, right? And maybe uh-huh. just in this particular case, a woman's insatiable desires to be with somebody that she... And I'm not saying women are here to, like, you know, educate us or tame us or do anything like that. But she sees this wild dude and it's almost like a stallion. I have to tame this nigga. Like, I have to, you know, I got to be the one. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe, mm, maybe, okay, maybe okay. that's, maybe that's my perception of it. Right. And, you know, when it comes to just maybe the nice guy that's over here, I just need someone to vent to and he's a man. So maybe he gets it. <laughs> maybe he can tell oh, me. Oh, wow. Maybe he can tell me what I'm doing wrong. In said scenario, why so is, is it like- a reality though? Is it a reality that you can have everything you want in one person? Ooh, um, I, I believe that I believe that to be true. Um, even you know, even in, when you're talking about monogamy, right? I'm, I'm like I'm engaged. I'm you know I'll be married in a few months, but it's just like I feel like my my soon to be wife provides everything that I need. You know what I'm saying? But that's the ideology that I'm subscribing to. But do I think that, you know, mm, maybe someone else mm. is out there, you know, that could balance me out, you know, maybe like, but I'm not looking for that. You know, I believe wow. that I oh, believe wow. I, I, and I know this sounds crazy, but I just feel like maybe that. Yeah, but it's the truth. It's, it's the, the truth. truth. Like it, you know, we're, I don't think we're, we're meant to be monogamous sometimes. I don't, I feel like you can, you can balance like someone else can, like someone else can grow with you. And then sometimes the person that you are may not balance where, where you at. That's why people, you know, break up so easily or get divorced so easily now. Yeah, yeah. They feel yeah. like, oh, let me just, you know, ah, I can, it's someone else out there. But, you know, maybe I got a little bit off, you know, off filter with that. No, <laughs> I, I really understand what that means because I know for a fact, like, there are, there is a, a huge um, majority mm-hmm. of, you know, qualifications and characteristics that I do believe a relationship can sometimes give you but there's just like certain things that sometimes your partner can't give you like Mm -hmm. you can easily be a person that has everything you need at home but there's just a certain level of communication that you get from one particular person outside your relationship it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to connect in an intimate way with this person but maybe she just understands who you are in a different like perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Because I had this, oh, I had this conversation, like, uh, I think we were doing a recap of Insecure, and it just might might escape me, but uh, you remember when Molly and Issa had their breaking up point? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Molly took that to, I mean, not Molly, but Issa just had like a, it seemed like it visibly took her to a, shook her to a soul, and I feel like friendships are like that. When you lose like somebody that's your friend, they have they have a different part of you than somebody that you know intimately or somebody that you actually date. Yeah. And yeah. you know, maybe in this scenario, when you kind of tweak it and say that maybe you have a female friend or a female, you know, that's just around but you're not intimate with her, she probably knows you in a different light than your spouse does. And your spouse is like with you every day. She knows you, but sometimes it's just a little, you know, fifteen percent of yourself that maybe that someone else just kind of gets. I don't think you can ever get a hundred percent of a person, like as far as like understanding them from top to bottom. Yeah, because you know I had a um, I had a situation that was kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody who always reached out to me when she was fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she labeled me a nice guy, like 
even when she introduced me to people. It was just like, um, you know, this is the nicest guy that I know. Um, he like my best friend. Like she always, you know, she always made me like something. It wasn't like I could never be what I was almost like in every example she would give to other people. Mm. So if she say he's like my best friend, she wouldn't make me the best friend. Or, mm. you know, this is like the closest person to me, but it's like you drift off on me every time we get closer. So it's like I always was like versus actually being in those um, instances. And it took me years to stop her ability to manipulate me whenever mm. a guy would shit on her. So I remember this one time um, where she hit me up after not speaking to me for about, i say a solid year. And Ooh, instead of okay. a more pleasant and social greeting, like, what's up, how you been, or hey, you ran across my mind, I'm just reaching out to see what's up. Mm -hmm. She hit me and she asked, you still love me? Right? Mm -hmm. Which hit different because in that moment, I knew I did. But the way that I took it, it was like, okay, now she about to start using me again. Because over yeah. this year, I think I was probably fucked up and started realizing my worth and how this nice guy shit just wasn't working mm -hmm. with who I really wanted. So when she asked, you still love me? I'm like, yeah, I do, but I ain't going to tell you that. And I'm like, what you want? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's That's fucked up to me. It's fucked up because, like, I hate when people use you as their emotional doormat, right? Like, yeah, I'm not the person that you should emotionally uh, unload on, especially when you've been shitted on by the world, and especially when I've been here for you as a friend. Mm -hmm. And even if I did want more or whatever the case was, but I think it's unfair to emotionally unload on somebody, especially when you're not, you know, it's not reciprocated. That like it's that that's not fair. Yeah, facts, facts. So. And yeah. it's crazy because, like, to ask, do you still love me, lets me know in some way that you know you take that love for granted. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. then, too, like, she used to always say, like, I need to talk to my voice of reason about this. And, you know, to label me as her voice of reason, how does it compliment me if you don't listen to my reasoning that you believe to make sense? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like when I realized that, you know, women are actually attracted to men who treat them like shit. I stopped being the nice guy for certain people. Yeah, yeah. You know it's what like, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Right, I'm trying not to laugh, but I mean, those those, those situations are true. It's like you, you fell and bumped your head many a times, and I've been here to kind of coddle you and keep you, you know, keep you up and help you through these situations. And maybe I was using my nice guidance to kind of get me in with you but at the same time, I legitimately put myself out there. And you know how emotionally draining yeah, that can be? Right. Like, right, that's, that's right. draining. And I think people kind of overlook that, too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it can be overlooked because people take people for granted. And I'm not just saying this women do this to men, but men do it to women, too. But, you know, in this situation, we're talking about women doing that to us. I realized that, um, and now even in being the nice guy without the expectations of any intimate exchanges, because I'm in a relationship now, now yeah. I'm more of a fair guy yeah. than the nice guy, you mm -hmm. know, because I've been used to, you know, being the nicer guy too often and then not yield me anything. Like even with nice guys, they know that the way back in, even after so long of a period of time, they know how to connect with you, in your vulnerability 
to let let them kind of get back in. Like they know it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and it's kind of like you you opened yourself up as the nice guy for that to happen to you. Yeah, because that's that you still love me lying and some bullshit. That's, yeah. <laughs> and I might have used that before back in my day, but like it's <laughs> but just thinking real just, yeah, real talk, like hey man, that, that it works, right? But no, um just just thinking about that, like you like I said, like you hate to be that emotional doormat for somebody. Like people Facts. really, really, you know, take that for granted. And I think when you're when you find yourself in a happier place, because I'm not sure if now, let me ask you this. Do you find, when you find yourself doing that, do you think you're emotionally unstable because you let people do that to you? Yep. I, and I was just about to say that because I feel like when you get mature and you you grow and you get away from that, that, that bullshit mindset that you were from, you was like, no one will ever do that to me again. So unless I feel like I'm getting a fair exchange of that. And the only person that can honestly get that, you know, that rise out of me is obviously the person that I'm in a relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. That yeah, would that would people, never happen. That would never happen again. Right, because people know you. People know you better than you know yourself in your nice guy behaviors. Like mm-hmm. when um, I remember like times where people would tell me like, I know that it's easy to talk to you because you don't judge me for being the fuck up. Right. So in knowing that, Mm -hmm. in knowing that, like if you can see that in me as a person who may not necessarily know that me being a fixer is sometimes what makes me attractive to, you know, a person because I feel like I kind of have that perspective of a woman in that sense where they believe or they could build a nigga up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like in the the idea of me, one, you know, helping you to put things back together. We spending time, we're talking. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how intimate, you know, talking about your personal lives and those things can really be. Like, you begin to put some shit together in your head. Like, damn, I'm really feeling her. And I know that if I could, <laughs> you know, get her to a healthier place, mm-hmm. then, you know, our relationship might be the shit, you know, all of that. You yeah. start to, like, develop feelings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, no, it's kind of like you just don't work that way. Yeah, it's kind of like you're like a, a a building superintendent, right? You're like booking from good times, and you start seeing the problem points, and like maybe I can do this, I can patch it up to here, like you know I can get, you know, you back up and running. But I don't want to be the person that does that. Like Hell when, nah. when you think about it, like that's that's draining as fuck too. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that, and that's usually the first nice guy she meet. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's usually him. Because he he's the person that's willing to do that. Yeah, he is. You know, it's almost like he does it out of desperation because he's so happy to have this woman that maybe he's been courting or you know been around or even dirty macking to an extent for you know a set amount of time. Yeah, real and talk. and that's and that's that's actually kind of corny when you put yourself in that box as a nice guy because now you're you're settling for someone else's you know, uh, damaged goods. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, someone is, you know, you know, damn, well, damaged goods can go, you know, either way, but I yeah, feel- it can in that, in that instance, it can. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I feel like women wouldn't settle for a damaged man. So why should, as a, not as a man, why should I settle for a damaged woman? Right. And I'm not saying so- no one has to come to me 100, no one else, no one's perfect, but you, you get where I'm going with that point. So when you so when the woman shows up after being reckless, do you feel as though men should 
look past the experiences because what society tells us is that we're the head or we're the leader. So we should have some type of um, leadership tactic or some type of skill set that can maneuver us through whatever she comes with. Like, do you feel like we should be able to look past this to see those things that appear to be red flags to us as nice guys, or should we continually just be nice? Like, what is it? How do we handle that? Know your worth, Kings. You, If you see a red flag, <laughs> you better acknowledge it because I feel like if you have the right type of woman and you come with red flags and you do bullshit, she'll tell you. So why should you bite oh, your yeah. tongue? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm with equality on that. Like, no, no. <laughs> if I see something, and, and I guess this comes from experience and things because if I had to go back out here in the dating world, thank God I don't. But if I did, Oh man, if I saw some stuff I ain't rocking with, I'm good, mama. Like, yeah, facts. It's not, facts. it's not for me to, you know, it's not for me to do that. You know, kind of, you know, do these things for you. As a woman would feel like it's not for me to do this with this man. He should kind of mm-hmm. have this shit figured out. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's a weird thing about people who, who are in this position because. This whole concept of everybody has baggage or everybody yeah. has, you know, problems. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. I know that we all have a certain level of responsibility that's probably going to overlap into whatever situation we enter into as two people who, are, you know, are attracted to each other. Yeah. But um, the problem that I have is I need to know beforehand, despite what you bring into the table, that you know how to appreciate a nice guy. Mm. You know, um, because, like, a lot of what men do as nice guys are, like, typical dating standards. Like, if you, like, I've said this before, but, like, one of the things about being a nice guy is that people tend to think that everything that comes from you is just free of charge. Mm -hmm. Like, you you don't expect anything back. You don't have any requirements of them based upon them enjoying your company presence and all of the things that you provide in these situations. And as a nice guy, I remember, um, I remember how difficult it was for dating because I never knew what the women's intentions were when, um, I would be in these situations. So I had this one chick who would ask me all the time. So when we going out again, so when we going out again, Mm -hmm. after every date, every single date, she asked me this and, I'm toying between the the nice guy that I'm typically known to be yeah. and just going to say, fuck it, I'm going to just keep taking her out. Maybe she'll see that, okay, she's not doing anything for me to make me want to take her out yeah. or to in- inspire the, the next date. But then something just said, like, just step out and, and know your worth. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so... I took her out. We had a good time. We laughing, joking, kicking it. And before we got to the point of pulling up to her door, we was like maybe three or four minutes away from her crib. Mm-hmm. And she like, so when you taking me out again? No, she didn't say that. She said, well, when we going out again? And I'm thinking in my mind for that quick second, like, what am I going to say? And so I said, fuck it. I said, the next time you get some money. <laughs> Ooh. 
that was the that was the moment I realized like I gotta defend myself. Yeah. Like she gonna keep using me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm looking at it like, look, the next time you get some money, we can hang out. And it kinda like it kinda like fucked her up because she 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 paused for a minute and I thought that she thought that it was kinda like you know, an arrogant thing to say, like, nigga, you the man, kind of yeah. on that tip, yeah. you know? So she paused for a minute, and it made her look at herself in that yeah. second. So she was just like, well, what you feel like, um, I'm not, like, I'm not showing you a good time, or, like, she started asking questions, and I had to tell her, like, yeah, I said, <laughs> it's been, you know, it's been a few months, you know, we've been hanging out, we've been having good times, but as far as me, as a guy that wants to know where I stand in this this good time, yeah. I want to know that it's important to you to show me a good time too, for you to invest yeah. in, you know, me having just as you know a good time as you. Yeah. And sometimes I think it really just takes for us to say certain things. Yeah. And this is the conversation that women don't hear from us when we talk about finances, because mm. ultimately they think that we just being cheap. No, no, no. <laughs> right that's it's a, just that, us no go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry go ahead yeah it's just really us trying to figure out like you know how are you going to show me a good time for all of what it takes for me to invest in the good times that you're having yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and yeah. a lot of times the reason why that's misunderstood too is because we're giving freely from our emotions because we have yet to connect with you no, we're giving freely financially because we have yet to really connect with you on an emotional level. Yeah. We don't really know how to emotionally trust putting ourselves out there to you. So that's why we make sure that you have a good enough time to kind of like potentially break some ice. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting because like we will go through our, you know, you know, breaking the, breaking the bank or breaking our wallets open to not necessarily, you know, trick off, but just in a, a an event to show the woman a nice time. And $200 dates is a very real thing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're a grown man. Like, you take, like, if you go to a nice movie theater and you get two tickets and popcorn and all that and you go to a dinner, oh, that can get the damn near 200 Quick. Yeah, easy. It's quick, easy. easy. So, you know, when you want that, you know, to kind of be, you know, shown that love to you, and if we're just in a casual dating situation... If I've gotten the past five dates, you can get one. You know, show me a good time. Like I'm with that. Like yeah. I feel like it should be a reward. Right. It should be a rewards points. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I get a date free. Like, and I don't want no cheap shit either. I want the shit I was giving you. <laughs> like keep the same energy. Don't 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 chilies me to death. Like, I ain't take you to chilies. I feel you. <laughs> like, I feel you. <laughs> so nah. and that's really and that's really how the perspective has to now work because. I think that women don't really understand that it's a lot of nice guys that's still looking for, you know, somebody's daughter in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Like, you know, I just want a woman that's gone. Like it's still niggas out here with that same expectation. So we, we deal with these, you know, the first nice guy, the first nice girl expectations, you know, we don't really know how to put ourselves in a position to, to trust the way that we want to trust or that we want to show ourselves to people that we want to believe to be good people. Like we really don't know exactly how to approach these situations, but like an equal balance of communication, um, consideration, and those things play a significant part in how you're treated and how you treat somebody else. Like yeah. you can't, 
you can't always think whether you're a nice guy or a girl that everything that you do nice deserves something in return. Like it yeah. has to be a certain measure of good faith and just, you know, humanity. Yeah. In a sense. Like you can't think that every time you do some shit is some reciprocity that has to come back from it. But I mean, a gradual outpour of different things should yield you something back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but just expecting it is just not cool. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know what the nice guy means to a woman today. I really don't know because they'll tell, I mean, because women will tell you all day long, like a nice guy doesn't make you attractive. Mm. Yeah. It's so many things that kind of go into that pot of the nice guy, right? The nice guy is a personality trait, but if, uh, you know, and if maybe if they see that with a blend of good physical traits, maybe you got a chance. But if you know you're just a nice, right. you know if you're just a nice guy and you know maybe you know you you're not the most handsome fella, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that won't work for you. So yeah, real talk. What do you do when you're the you know the nice guy that's not you know that doesn't have like the physical traits, the gift of gab? Like what do you do? Um, it ain't really much. It, it's it, it's nothing you can do because I feel like a woman that's you know maybe a little homely can probably still get chose. But and she's the nice and she's the nice woman, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you know men are savages. Like I, I give the uh, the women listeners of change the subject that men are savages. So women, don't worry about it. It's, it's somebody down there that will that will definitely go out with you, right? But if you a nice guy and you ugly, fail. Like it's not working for you, bro. <laughs> you better have something going for you. Cause you can Facts. be you can be the ugly drug dealer like that. Oh, they'll go for that. Like, that's, oh yeah, all day be, long. But you can't be the long. can't be the ugly nice guy. That's not gonna work. Wow, that's crazy. So you could be ugly and toxic yep. with some money. Yep, for sure. Like you can. It, it's so many corny dudes out here that got money, and they can just be as toxic as they want to be because the women will always be around them. Granted, though, you know maybe if those are the women that you want and they're around, cool. But you know you can't you can't be the ugly nice guy. It'll never work. God. And damn. I want somebody to kind of like you know refute that. Like I would love to debate that because I know you're not using the ugly nice dude. And then what is yeah, your date? What is facts. your dating record if you got into the ugly nice guy now? Because you know what's crazy is like a lot of women that say like you know um, you don't necessarily have to be the cutest guy, but if you have like certain traits, yeah. But they. But they pass experiences and relationships don't even reflect what they're saying. Like maybe that's maybe that's just like projection yeah. from like their maturity in yeah. a sense. Because yeah. I know a lot of women that'll say that all day long. But even if I look at like niggas that I've known her to be with, it's like that ain't your life though, boo. <laughs> so it's easy to say that. Yeah. Like it's easy to say that. But in a sense, I what I want to challenge is. How realistic is nice to be if, in fact, well, no, nah, that kind of answers the question. Okay, so let me ask you, what should women appreciate more about nice guys that you feel they always seem to take for granted? Oh, uh, a nice guy. I feel like because he puts his, his thoughts and feelings before, I mean, your thoughts and feelings before his. Right, because I think that's the the idea of being nice, and oh, I don't true, and true, I and true. I and I'm not saying like pushover, right? Because I feel like in a sense of being nice, you truly, genuinely care about the person that you know. Let's just say that you're with, 
you know what I'm saying, that person puts your, you know, puts you kind of like up here. What do they want? What do they need? And then I worry about myself. Mm. I feel like that. That makes the, yep, that's that's my answer too. Yeah. Because I used to always ask myself, like, how can I hold this hoe accountable? <laughs> because <laughs> Because that's what I feel like she doing because I know she's still on, you know, on her own little PTO time yeah. doing her thing over here with little ugly fuckboy drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. And she and she making me feel like if, you know, if her situation wasn't so entangled, she would fuck entangled. with me or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's how they that's how they make you feel like they'll they'll like make it seem like it's because I definitely know what it feels like because I have been in a situation where my current lady, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I had bills and different shit split down the middle from a previous relationship when she and I met. So I understand the realities of certain shit ain't clear, but when it's just like, Oh, y'all just living together and y'all adults and one nigga just ain't deciding to move out. Like that's a different like conversation, you know? And sometimes they'll still use that as, one of the like the tangles that they can't seem to like unweave themselves out of mm-hmm. and they'll make you seem like you're still needed and you're still important you just have to give me time to get out this situation but you don't get to see inside of the relationship where they're discussing well who moves or who gets the couch you don't see none of that you just right. kind of like taking a chance and that's what nice guys do they want to believe in the good of other people even when it's not visible. Man, that is definitely a word there because I'm just thinking about myself. Like, you often are too optimistic about the, like, what people will do. So, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe that's just how you move about life. And sometimes it can almost feel like you're naive to a Mm. point because of, because of the energy that you feel that, like, if I, if I do good and I'm this guy and I'm that person, the world will love me. The people will, you know, give me that same energy back. And that's not always the case. It's never the case yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I mean, basically, I think, like, what we're beginning to realize is that, like, for the person who encounters a nice guy in whatever phase you in, whether you the person that um, meets a nice guy before you're ready to mature or the person that may have met the nice guy after you've been damaged, you have to realize that he's deserving and you have to account for the things that you've done, whether you've been on either of those two sides, you have to account for that. And I think for guys, like we have to hold them accountable for that. They have to deserve the nice guy that you are. Um, You know, this idea of, you know, everybody makes mistakes true, you know, but some, some people intentionally make mistakes. So we have to account for that as well because i mean it's a lot of nice battered and abused you know guys who you know are trying to build themselves back up to want to get back out here and date and because the only niggas available are the fuck boys (laughs) now you're saying to yourself that ain't nothing out here no it's it's niggas in the cut healing just like you yeah yeah we're just not so outward with our pain like we're we don't, yeah. we don't, we don't really tweet out or you know say women ain't shit or none of those things to express hurt. So you don't even know who a hurt man is. Like I mean, per se, like you wouldn't know. Yeah, like true, so, those true. are the, the, like those markers aren't just there. 
you would probably have to have a conversation with him, like, oh, this man is battered. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or just to buy his conversation or the way that he moves, you know, but I don't think we're just so outward without hurt. Like, man, we hurt silent. Like, the last thing we'll let the world know is that somebody broke our heart. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you, bro. We really got a lot of, oh yeah, you know, good game out of here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I hope I hope I don't get cussed out, man, because I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I feel like it's honest, man. Yeah, like, yeah. This this is the balance. Like this is the balance I need for my show, man. I wish more brothers would, you know, come kick it. Let's just keep it real. You know, it's not even about you know being politically correct. It's about being honest. Yeah, like these. Yeah. These things don't always have to make sense, but this is very much how we feel. Yeah. And even as two guys in a relationship who don't necessarily even have this issue, it's just good to hear brothers talk about experiences that can help other brothers kind of learn new defenses, you know, exactly. because a lot of the homies that I know, you know, are just like, BJ, how do you do it? I don't. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how to make a relationship work. I just know how things work for me you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, and yeah. you know and this is what you know these conversations pretty much are for so any of you guys out there that are content creators even if you're not a content creator and you're a listener um definitely hit me up man we can definitely have some you know healthy dialogue because it's so much for men to talk about you yeah, know and yeah it is we just gotta we just gotta man up and talk about it right you know? right you're only talking about your experiences bro nobody can really fault yeah. you for that <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate you coming through. I definitely um still gotta come up to St. Louis hey, and, man. you know, get my other bro on and oh, we yeah. gonna build from here. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I'm for saying? sure, man. No, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's it's an honor. For sure, for sure. So uh listeners, if in fact you have any comments, questions, or even disagreements with what was said on today's episode, hit me up at Dergo BJ. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. The subject change is the IG page. So um, if you just so happen to see a post or want to see, send me a DM, man, send one through at the subject change on IG. I got an email address, changed subject, C-H-A-N-G-E-D subject at gmail.com. Or you can hit me on the hotline at 313-652-0220. I want to shout out my bro again, Ralph, from Oversaturated for coming through. I'm going to let him give you his information so you can follow up on his show and catch all the shit they talk over there. So go ahead and give me your information. Uh, yes, sir. And if you want to follow me uh, individually, I'm the Mind of Raph on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the Oversaturated um, Facebook page is Oversaturated the Podcast. Uh, oversaturated, Oversat the Podcast is our IG handle. And Oversat Podcast is the Twitter handle. Uh, oversatthepod.com got all our episodes on there anything you want to know about me and Johnny is on there all I I don't know if I said all our episodes on there I said it again I don't care but just check it out we all (laughs) (laughs) they everywhere you know yeah we everywhere I ain't got nothing else man it's just a lot man yes sir but um again um get in touch keep in touch with everything that you know this brother has going on with himself in the show and this concludes episode number I believe, believe this is 34 this yeah, 34. Okay. I'm gonna claim it to be 34, but if the number wrong, hey, whatever. <laughs> Episode 34 that we're going to call the first nice guy featuring my guy Ralph for Oversaturated Pod. Mm-hmm. And I'll see you guys again in two weeks. Peace and blessings. Peace.